What's up, what's up, what's up? What's going on, y'all? Back to another week of the Food John Podcast with your uh, boy P. It's the homie Mills, man. What's going on with y'all? Hope everybody's cool. Hope everybody had a uh, productive week. Hope that uh, everybody has been tuning in and has stories lined up for us. We can't wait to hear them. But we just going to go ahead and everyone get right into it. So we're going to switch the format up a little bit for y'all this week just to give y'all a treat. This week, we're going to start the show with Tales from the Kitchen. We know that this is some, if not most of y'all's favorite part of the show. And you, you sure you want to do this? I, I was th- I was thinking about it, bro. They might tune, they might tune out after. You know what? But the thing of it is, we keep track of all of the show. That's so true. So we'll see if they tune out. But I can say that our listeners are extremely dedicated, and they love this segment. So why not just for this week start the show off with a bang? I got you. So let me can you kick it off? Because then my my tales will go into my Q and A, and then we can go to topic. Then we can end on motivational. Ah, right, that's cool. So right, kick cool. it off. All right. So this week, my tales from the kitchen is called "Damn, I'm the Trash Man." <laughs> so we had this conversation. Trash man, trash man. Yeah, that's you. Yeah. Yeah, big time. Mm-hmm. So we had this conversation about how when our old head would go on vacation, mm-hmm. I would assume his position. So for all of y'all that don't know, we were responsible at one point for taking out all the trash that was on the loading dock down to the dumpster. The entire campus. Like the entire like nursing yeah. home. Way before housekeeping was taking their stuff down, like everybody's trash. No, explain it because it was housekeeping. So, it was so you had dietary, mm-hmm. which was which was us. You had housekeeping. Mm-hmm. Now housekeeping, they collected all of the trash from off of the units. Mm-hmm. So you got the entire. So in essence, that's the entire nursing home. Pretty much all their trash, ER stuff. Yeah. Um, well, what wasn't getting um, disposed of because you know it was needles. And well, yeah, medicine and all that stuff. Now remember, they had the little garage. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but we did that too. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to hate doing that garage. But um, anyway, I, my bad. I can't relate, bro. No, you can't. I, I'll tell you. Um, and then you know, CRC, bunch of other little doctors' offices. But yeah, we did all the trash. So CRC Crisis Response Center. Yeah. Yeah. Quick way to get three hundred two. So I used to love it and hate it. Because I had no schedule. It was just come in, take the trash out towards the end of it. Take the trash out all day. I went to lunch whenever I felt like it. I took my breaks whenever I felt like it. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I had to make sure that the doctor's offices that I had to go to and collect their trash, I would go and get their trash. And that right there, you could not forget or mess that up. Because they will call downstairs in a heartbeat and say, yo, what y'all doing? Mm-hmm. So it was one night in particular that I didn't pull the trash because there really wasn't any trash in there to pull. Right. 
like two little pieces of paper, a wrapper, and like an empty juice bottle. I'm like, what? Like, no. So I left it in there, but it was in one of those trash cans that you had to pull the lid off to see what was inside. Okay. These petty motherfuckers <laughs> took the lid off to look to see if the trash was pulled and it wasn't and called downstairs and snitched on me. I mean. And I'm like, all right. Like, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Y'all ain't have to do that, but I get it. <laughs> so I made sure I pulled all this stuff there on out. But do you know the person that snitched on me was still in the office the next day to make sure I came and really actually pulled the trash bag? <laughs> was he trying to prove a point? Yeah, I, I guess so. This is poorly executed. And it was like, oh, I just wanted to make sure whoever was coming was coming because I know it wasn't it wasn't uh it, it wasn't our our you know everyday guy because he doesn't forget. <laughs> now that's petty. That's what I'm talking that's about. That's petty. <laughs> he does. He never forgets. So I was just curious to see. Who was taking his place? Because I, this stuff has to get picked up every day. <laughs> I'm like, are you are you fucking kidding me? Do you remember? Okay, one question, just one. When you when you moved up, was that person still there? The trash guy? No, 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 no. The, the person who was sitting in the office. I don't know because remember, it got to a point where once we went upstairs, we we didn't do that stuff. No okay, more. Yeah, we, right, cool. we we wasn't responsible for it. At that point, once we went upstairs, we were only responsible for taking our trash out. <clears throat> and um, I don't know who did they stuff. Oh, okay. But then remember, it was a lot of changes, too. A lot of those doctor's offices ended up closing mm-hmm. and they moved up the street. <laughs> and because um, once, once they sold the building mm-hmm. and then, yeah, they, yeah. you know, all the, other, all the new people came in. They kicked a lot of them people out. Oh yeah, I, they kicked a lot of them out. Oh for sure. And they was didn't do anything with it. It was a lot of it was just empty office space, but it was theirs. I how so that whole yeah. so it was like we don't want y'all here because if and when we decide to do something with this space, we don't want to have to move y'all later. So let's just move y'all now. It was disrespectful how they went about it. Now I get it. It was like a corporate takeover. Like it, it was w- mad disrespectful yeah. how they went about doing it. Listen, especially with our especially with our kitchen. Listen, Flossie Bird called. I was in class, and Floss know like the days I was in class. She called me. I ain't answer. I text her, which was dumb because I'm like Floss ain't answering no text. But she texts you back. No, I text her. I'll call you when I get out of class. So okay, I got out okay. of class. She's like, yeah, I saw your message. So I was like, what's wrong? She's like, can you come in like as soon as possible? So I'm like, what's wrong? She's like, I just need you to come in. We need help. So I come in. She's off the street. I, I skipped my my last class of the day. Okay. I, I was I was curious. All right. And I seen how upset she was, and I seen all our shit in the hallway. I was like, what the fuck? And then years later, I kind of understood. Now, with that, I have to put a tad bit of the blame on Floss. Not, mm-hmm. not for the situation, but... We should probably didn't, that you it. probably didn't notice. It wasn't one of those situations where it was like y'all got to get out like like right now. Oh, I knew she, I, my mom because <clears throat> pardon me because you know my mom was there. Yeah, so she was like, like we had time. She gave my mom. She gave she gave me the heads up. She like I'm giving you the heads up. They about to take over. And this was weeks before. Yeah, 
So, so I'm like, why? I was like, I mean, I don't mind. Like, yeah, I hate school anyway. So I'm like, why she ain't? Why we ain't do this last week? But I will say this though. So the space that we were able to get for the upstairs satellite kitchen, mm-hmm. I forget what that was before it was our kitchen. But they had to put that together real quick, yeah. like um, engineering and all of them. Mm-hmm. They had to put that together like real quick, like basically almost overnight. It wasn't a bad space. It wasn't a bad space, but that like they turned it into what it was because yeah. I think it was like offices and they like knocked the wall down mm-hmm. and all that, then had to get the refrigeration, so mm-hmm. on and so forth. So it took them like a week week and a half almost to get it together so i think what happened was once it was together it was like two days left before we had to get out right and then it was a mad scramble so i think that's what happened oh, okay that's all good yeah so um i'm gonna ask you the q a questions just so you can get it ready okay but the, the q a question is what is your biggest fear in the kitchen now, don't answer that now. Let me get into my tales of why I ask. Okay. My biggest fear in the kitchen is for the Ansel system to go off. Oh, okay. So, for those of you who don't know, the Ansel system <laughs> is pretty much, it's like a fail safe. So, if there's a big fire in the kitchen that's uncontrollable, it sprays out this chemical that leaves a white residue or a black residue, <clears throat> pardon me, to smother the flames. Yeah. It is... From what I hear, a bitch to clean up. So, let's bring me to my tales. So, I am director of culinary services at this place. So, this was, this was a tight kitchen, but it was still spacious. It wasn't a lot of us. So, that's my biggest fear. So, they're moving. So, the way it was, the loading dock, most of the time, loading docks are connected to the kitchen in some way. But how they had to move people in was through the loading dock okay and i'm gonna post this video because I, I got it i'm just you know doing a rather regular work day i hear water running so i go i'll go look at the three base sink none look at the hand wash sink none look at the prep sink none so i'm like what is that noise so i open the door from the kitchen and you see and the and while they were moving the bed they cracked the ansel system in the hallway Oh, and spraying? And it came down and would not stop. They had to wait for the fire department and the water department to kill the water. That shit was going for a good 25 minutes. Damn. Nonstop. What color was it? Black. Ooh. Guess what color the hallway was? What? White. The hallway was black after that. Listen, you're going to see the video. Y'all going to see the video. I'm going to post it on Instagram, post it on TikTok post on patreon too i cried in my soul because my biggest fear happened and i knew we had to clean it up i had to throw my throw away my pants and my shoes that day could not get that could not get it off whatever that substance was it's almost like once it once it gets hard it's almost like tar it was it was tar without the heat it was tar yeah so the hallway, I'd say the hallway is probably like 40 feet long. The whole hallway. It got the whole hallway? The whole hallway. Because it was pouring so much. It was just. And it, it had an odor to it. It it smelled like paint. 
Yeah. And you know if 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 you painting, you're not supposed to inhale it. No. So the one thing I did do, this is like post COVID time, everybody got masks. Threw a mask on. We had we were getting our linen delivered. Wait, you say this was post COVID? Post COVID. Oh, so this happened recently. Twenty within the last two years. This happened last year. Damn. Listen, I got tw- almost 20 years of tales, boy. We <laughs> gave you some recent. So this happened last year. So I throw the mask on. We had our linen bags where we would put all our soiled linen in these bags. They okay. were like sandbags. Okay. Our dry storage was in the hallway. Oh, no. Fam, that was the first thing I thought of. So I put the mask on. <clears throat> I get plastic bags. Put them, tied them around my shoes. I ran and got the linen bags. Shut the storeroom door. Threw the linen bags in front of the uh, front of the door. None of that. It, it was like a little bit that got in. Okay. So then my direct the director of the building starts freaking out, and she was like, "Do you have any more linen bags? It's getting in the lobby." <laughs> I'm like. What? Like, I'm not good. That's it stink. Like, I'm not doing that. I said, I'll get you the bags. You go tell maintenance because that's their, their part of the building. You go tell them to do it. None of them would do it. None of them would do it. So, who was the person? And I know it was an accident, but who was the person that cracked it? The movers. The movers? Yeah. They were lit. They were moving the bed. So, when it happened, after it happened, they, they were on. They went right upstairs. They ain't say nothing. But they knew they did that. Yes. Because I know for a fact it had to have gotten on the bed. I'll bet money. And they probably stayed upstairs the entire time until they, that thing was over. Oh, they absolutely did. Because when they came down, when it was all done, it was two young kids. Two young kids. One had to be like in his 20s. One had to be like 18. Oh, okay. Damn, my bad. It wasn't even that. It was like, you going to call our boss? That's what let me know how young they were. Right. They were scared they was going to lose, lose their job. job. Yeah. You probably will. If you'd have said something, you wouldn't have. Because we would have understood it was an accident. You said nothing. And I'll say it was a good maybe five minutes of time went by before I went out and went to go see what it, what that noise was. Ooh. It was so bad. We had an empty box. It's in the video. We had an empty box that was floating in the hallway. That's how much of that water came out. It was like it's like a sailboat. <laughs> so that's my tales. So, what's your kitchen fear? That's the Q and A question for the day. Well, it's not that. <laughs> it's not that. For my sure. soul was hurting, boy. Um, that's a great question because mm-hmm. I never really thought about it per se. Except for what me and you had talked about before. What part? Which one? Serving people undercooked food and somebody getting sick. Uh, oh, yeah. Like mm-hmm. that's that's number one. That's number. I think that's number one and number two on my list. Okay, for um, sure. And you know, I had that little situation. Yeah. Which could have been way worse. Mm-hmm. Luckily, it was. You know, it was. Um, only a couple of pieces right. but like it wasn't like the whole thing but i had a situation where there were a couple of pieces of poultry that was a that was slightly under mm-hmm. and unfortunately in our line of work 
you can never take that chance where it's like, okay, well, it's just concentrated to that right there. Yeah. Like, everything else is okay. Like, unfortunately, if you have a couple of pieces of whatever Mm -hmm. and they're under and you're serving it to people, you got to pull the whole thing. Yeah. And it's like it leaves such a um, sour taste in people's mouths, but it also leaves a certain level of uncertainty with with you. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you're in your own head because it's like, damn. Yeah. What, now it's the what if. And for a while, you know, I was extra careful checking every little thing and you know my 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 supervisor had to tell me listen can't be cooking scared yo i know you know what you're doing it was a isolated incident it was an accident you know mm-hmm. it, it, it shouldn't have happened but it happened but you you're going to drive yourself crazy if you try to check every little thing moving forward like it's impossible you can't do it just yeah. just just be confident in what you're doing because you know you know what you're doing. I know you know what you're doing. We're not gonna we're not gonna keep going down the rabbit hole. Yeah. And when he said that, that right there just let me know that my hit my hit my confidence Okay. Yeah and him Respect never wavered. Okay. Because it was one of those situations where it's like, it could have been worse. And it could have been like, nah, bull, like, you, you ain't it. It's never really that because just coming from, like, just speaking from my experience, because, like, I'm in, I'm in his position. So if you got, if, if you've been doing this long enough, you know if he don't know what the fuck he doing or it was an honest mistake. Right, right. So there are times, like, I always... My biggest thing, I hate saying things three and four times in the kitchen. Every day, I have to preface my entire staff and tell them, if you're putting meats on a sheet tray, which is a big cookie sheet, you have to make sure they're all the same size so they all cook within the same range of each other. The moment you start putting a six ounce chicken breast with a four ounce chicken breast oh yeah the four ounce is definitely going to be cooked that six still going to be a little spotty in the middle yeah or the six is going to be done and then the, the four is going to be rubber yeah so a lot the a big thing and a big tip for sure i can give is uniformity make sure everything is the same size then you won't run into these issues right no, so absolutely that's the only thing and it's like sometimes it's like some are depending on the kind of chicken too if you get the i'm gonna here was another tip if you buy frozen chicken breasts there's gonna take longer to cook i don't care what size because it's mostly water yeah and you have to wait for the the water inside to boil and cook the meat so you look for us mm-hmm. i got fresh all the time okay yeah, yeah and if we do have anything frozen come in we thaw all that shit out yeah before we do anything to it so that's good, man. It's good. So, uh, since we're on the Q and A segment, mm-hmm. my question for you is, and before I before I, I ask you, I'm just going to say, in our line of work, especially, mm-hmm. you're never supposed to do this. 
but sometimes it happens. Mm-hmm. So, my question for you is: Did was there ever a situation in the kitchen where shit went south, mm-hmm. and you fired somebody out of anger? Never. Okay. Never fired two people. My entire career. One was so doped up, fell asleep in the hallway, on the floor. Oh. So. But that person fired themselves. Pretty much. And then, what was the second? Oh man, the second one was it was sexual harassment in nature. Okay. And it was like egregious. Okay. It was bad. All right. Um, I won't even I won't even go into that story because it's a lot of small little details that make it egregious. But it was sexual harassment in nature. So. What I will, the detail I will say is, we did our investigation. I asked him about it, and he said it verbatim, and was like, "I didn't think it was a big deal." Oh shit! So I had a, I had a nervous chuckle because I was like, "I can't believe he said it." He said it to me, and I was exec, and then he said it to Food and Beverage director, and then Food and Beverage director kind of was like, "What?" And we're like, "Okay, we gotta investigate," and then. That was it. That was it. See ya. Gotcha. So, nah, man, I'm not. I don't get angry in the kitchen. That's my sit. That's my home. I'm happiest there, so I don't get angry in there. I get pissed off and frustrated, but it's never like get the hell out like you're fired. Like, no, nah, I don't do that. Got to oh, develop bro. a paper trail first. No, yeah, listen, because I've you know this is it's extremely frowned upon. Mm-hmm. If that was to ever happen, but I know, like I, I know people where in like, and they um, they wish they could take it back, but like some people, like in their like darkest moments, where like staff really shit the bed mm-hmm. at work with certain stuff. I'm talking about like, oh yeah, it fall, fall apart so bad or mess up so bad, like yeah, there's like, no coming back. Yeah, like events ruined. Mm-hmm. Receptions ruined, right? Like no coming back from, and just in in a in a rage, it's like yo, just get get the fuck out, don't come back, like you're done. Not no, I will say I'll give you the I'll see you later, see you tomorrow. You ain't working the rest of the day. I do that often, often, because I'm gonna have to end up doing the work anyway. So why do I have you here? And I think that's my part of that too is I think my kitchen superpower is I have the ability to make everybody look better than what they are because of how how I manage. Uh before you even think about putting that salt there, I think you better taste it. Yo, you're about to burn that, turn it off. Or I always I'm always I had a chef teach me the great chefs and the exceptional chefs and the top tier chefs all look at the kitchen differently. And it's either tunnel vision, you can see it from the sides, or you see the entire operation going on. I could work with you for two days and figure out all your bad habits and start correcting them. And you won't even realize I'm correcting them. So I think that's my superpower. So, All right. Yeah, man. Let's get into topics. Sure. So the topic for this week is, guys, remember how we started off this podcast by saying we are here to give you all the information, good, better, and different. I'm here to let you know, olive products 
are going to skyrocket in price just as eggs are. So within that, and this is a little trick and a tip, all you guys can do at home, randomly check where your products are in your cabinets and your refrigerators. Find out where they're from. Randomly. Also, find out what the weather and the climate is at that present moment. That will tell you. So now with olive products, with their prices about to skyrocket, there's a drought in Italy, which is destroying the crops, which in turn means olive oil, olives, um, tapenade that you buy at the supermarket. Right. They're about to increase. Because of supply and demand. Supply and demand. There are crops are big, like, you know, how California has the wildfires. They're getting brush fires, which potentially is going to get worse. So at least we're giving the information out ahead. Right. Remember, eggs went from one seventy nine to a million dollars. Man, I read an article that said eggs egg prices went up ninety percent since two thousand one, uh, twenty twenty one. Excuse me. Which is, you know, I like the farm raised brown eggs. I'm drawing like eight ninety nine now. And it really, d- what? It, but you know what it is too. They were six ninety nine, and guess what happened last week? Egg farm and the, P- egg fire. Farm, egg farm and, P- and was in PA, so that went up hundred thousand chickens gone, farm gone. Well, not the farm, but the factory, the, the infrastructure, the infrastructure is gone, and there ain't no, just no coming back from that. <laughs> like they might not ever be able to reopen. No, no. So it's a tough business we in, man. I already told them like. A normal thing we do at, at my gig now is like, because we have a deli, no more egg salad. No, I, like, eggs getting expensive. No more egg salad. Put potato salad out there. Y'all. I mean, y'all, people like it more. Now, is it the already prepared egg, potato salad in the container? No. And they just putting it out or are they actually making it? No, we making it. Bro, I only do, I don't do reheats, bro. Scratch kitchens. They hated me when I first got there. And they still hate me a little bit too. But now... You are better than when I met you. Go ahead and make that potato salad. Come on, man. It's potatoes. I even let you keep the skin on. Just dice them. So. Well, that's generous. Because we, when we do potato salad, we, dice, we, we, t- we, do, the, we do the scratch made joints, uh, like scratch made as well. Mm-hmm. But we, we, we will buy the potatoes already diced. That's generous And just Yeah Cause we don't make Potato salad a lot Right Like you know Potato salad is Definitely something That we do for catering mm-hmm. But we do not Do it a lot yeah. Like we might do Potato salad Once a month If that mm-hmm. So since we don't Do it a lot We'll buy the Potatoes already Diced and everything else And then all we do You know Add the fixings You know Steam them Add in the fixings Blah 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 Is that in the third Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, and it's done. But there's o- there's only one person in the kitchen that primarily makes the potato salad. Because mm-hmm. her potato salad is like top tier. And mm-hmm. like you go you take care of that. Like yeah, like that's that, 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 like, that's that's your thing. Like yo, we got potato salad on Thursday. Like we, we just we just letting you know. Get your stuff ready right now. So you know, and it's like, yeah, bro, that shit takes her half an hour, forty mm-hmm. minutes, and then we always, you know, like, you know, make sure you put ours to the side. Sh- 
listen. That that put your little joint on the side. Uh, like my my lead, we had mango habanero grilled chicken the other day, and I was off. I said, "Yo, put me a couple on the side. I'm getting them. I need them when I come back." Mango habanero grilled chicken breast. Oh, I watched her marinate. She marinated them with the mango. I was like, "Put mine on the side. Just need like three pieces. Go over a salad." So, you know, <laughs> delish. Yeah, delish. They eat a lot of uh, mango habanero wings at work because um, we get the uh, mango habanero. Sometimes they will make it from scratch, but mm-hmm. we'll get like the mango habanero sauce from um, the uh, sweet baby Ray's mango habanero sauce. Anything sweet baby Ray's is god tier. Yeah. Now like, we use all a sauces. I will tell you this. Signature choice, supermarket brand. Signature signature choice is good. They're like the poor man's sweet baby race. So, no, it's nothing yeah, wrong like, with that. Uh, I'm just saying, like, they like, got like if you this. don't if you don't get sweet baby rays, listen, they are a very 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 nice substitute. I, I'm sorry, black people. I might prefer sweet the signature select or the signature choice. I might prefer it only because it's thinner. It is thinner. It's thinner. It is thinner. It's thinner. So, and that's the only. It's a. It's a subtle thing. It's so subtle, but you just, just, it's just lighter. And it's funny as shit though, because it's funny you say that because, um, when I was at the hotel before I came to where I am now. We use Sweet Baby Rays there as well. Mm-hmm. And I was thinning it out a little bit. And, you know, just throw yeah. a little water in there. Throw a little water in there. Shake, sh- shake it up real, real good. Yeah. The water thin it out. And then you could just cascade it over whatever you're saucing. Yeah. Trying to toss, and, trying to toss wings and <laughs> Sweet Baby Rays barbecue sauce is not good. No. You're sitting there tossing all day. Yeah, you're going to have pop out of filament arms by the yeah. time you're done. And you're going to have sauce all over the place. You better know it. So one of my coworkers was like, what the fuck is you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? Why are you putting water in there? You're going to mess it up. No, I, I said, didn't. first off, just because you said that just lets me know that you don't know what you're doing. Ooh, talk heavy. Talk his shit, P. You know what? It's funny because you know I don't, I don't do, I don't, I don't flex. You know that. Yeah, I, sometimes but, you have to. But I was just like dumbfounded because it's like this is like barbecue sauce one hundred and one, and I'm like, bruh, the water is not going to mess the sauce up. Number one, you put a little bit of water in there and you shake it up to thin it out because the sauce can come out too thick. I said, look at what happens now. I shook it up, put it in the bowl, tossed the wings and the sauce. I said, you see how the mm. wings are coated, but then you can still actually see the wing through the mm-hmm. sauce. You just don't see sauce. And he was like, yeah. I said, that's what the water does. It thins it out. Now, it's still fully sauce, but it's not as thick. Yeah. And he was like. My bad. He probably didn't say my bad. No, nah, no. Nah, he didn't say my bad. But he was like, yo, bro, you just put me on. I feel like a jackass. I said. You should. You kind of should, bro. You should. I'm not gonna lie. You kind of should. 
So that'd be my biggest thing. Like when I'm at work, I'll tell people to do stuff and I don't ask me why. And I, I never want to be like, because I'm the chef. But it's evident if I'm telling you to do something, I'm never going to tell you to do the wrong thing. Because if you look good, I look good. Right. So if it's like, yo, I'm telling like, yo, it's cool, but add this or switch this out. Like I had a um, had a new person start probably about a week or so ago. And, you know, I'm always trying to challenge challenge the staff. So I'm like, yo, listen, we got to do two composed salads a week and every week they'll be different. So I was like, I'm going to give them help you out. But next time you got to give me something. She gives me something, but she was like, I don't know how to compose it. So it was pretty much like a kale and quinoa salad. And then she had butternut squash in it, too, which was really vibrant. It was like a beautiful looking salad. But she was like, I don't know what kind of dressing. Like, can I just use Italian? I was like, no, no, no. We're not doing that here. I said Italian or the pre-made dressing, that's for the normies. We going to make dressing. She's like, I never made dressing. So I was like, well, think of a dressing that you, you would like to try. So she was like, I don't know, something sweet. So I was like, all right, we're going to make an apple vinaigrette. So she was like, I've never heard of that. And I was like, cool. So we about to make it. So we make it. She's like, why do you do this? Why do you do this? I'm like, well, you need acidity to balance out the sweetness. It's a salad. Kale tastes like this. And, and butternut squash tastes like this. So you need to balance the, the, the taste. Okay. She tastes it and she goes, this is like really good. And I was like, well, I mean, <laughs> I'm the chef. Like, I'm, I'm supposed to be like levels above everybody else. But this is the base of how you make any dressing. Insert, instead of apples, insert whatever you want that is, tastes like apples. And that's your base. So she's like, oh, man. Like, so she made a dressing today. And I was like, damn, all right. <laughs> Doing all right. It's like this lemon lime vinaigrette. Okay. I was like, little sprite, little sprite salad. Okay, but it's a step in the right direction. So, want to get an motivational mic drop? Sure. What you got for the people, man? <clears throat> All right. Well, for this week, my made, my motivational mic drop for the listeners would have to be this: do the work in private, so you can flex publicly. And everybody might not want to do that, but do the work in private. That way you can flex in public. That's a bar. That's a bar. Yeah. That's a bar. When I have my episode, I'm going to tell you why that's a bar. All right. I kind of, I'll put two and two together, but I, I, I know, yeah, I know yeah. it's, 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 it's a method to the madness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because the thing of it is, for me, I don't like when people do two things. I don't like when people divulge too much information on what they're going to do before they even put any of the work in. Mm-hmm. Put the work in. And then I'll celebrate your success once you get it. Also, you don't have to let everybody know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Because when you do that, again, for me, it's like you're seeking validation. No, you don't need any, you don't need to be validated, especially when you're doing what you're doing for yourself. Mm -hmm. So then it leads me to believe, well, you're just doing it for the clout. You're doing it for what comes with it. Trash. If it's for you, 
It's for you. It's for you. Mm-hmm. And nobody has to be on the end of your plans if you're doing what you're doing for yourself so you can level up. Yeah. So, again, do the work in private so you can flex in public. Yeah, listen. And even with that, too, you may put out in the universe the good intent of what you're doing and what you plan on doing. And it it may be the greatest thing in the world. How many people will say, yeah, that's great. But in the back in the back of their mind, maybe like, I bet you don't get it. Bet you don't get it. Yeah. Hope you don't get it. Yep. And there's a lot more naysayers in the beginning than people cheering you on. Like even speaking for us, we had a good, what would we say, two months before we even recorded anything. And we didn't say anything to anybody. Then we dropped. We got up to episode three. And then we started letting our friends and family know. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, wait, this is what y'all been doing? And it's like, this is this is like, we love it. Like, it's good. But it was a lot of research and development going into them, them first them first recording sessions. No, oh, absolutely. And it was headaches. Listen, it's still a lot of research and development going into what we're put out. We're, <coughs> excuse me, what we're putting out currently, mm-hmm. and that's because you want to do your homework. You want to do your due diligence before you put something out there for people to view and listen. Because you don't want to put out no bullshit. Hey, bro, listen. It's a lot of people putting out bullshit. It's a lot of people getting paid good money to put out bullshit. Yeah. That's why I appreciate what we're doing. And we taking, it's a longer road, but it's the proper road. We're taking the proper steps. Like, at no point during whatever this is, will you say, man, they sold out. It'll never be that. There's too much pride and integrity that went into it. There's too much blood, sweat, and tears. It's, it's too much. And oh. even, maybe we, uh, we maybe we edit this part out. But, I, I mean, it'd be cool if we keep it in. That's, like, your call. But when we spoke to a producer about the show. Yeah, the, for, the gems that she gave she us. She gave us mad gems. But the one thing she kept saying was, like, the first thing she said was, Wait, y'all, how many episodes in? Y'all ain't miss a week? It's like, yeah, it's super consistent. The consistency. And she was like, y'all got something special, but here's what y'all need to work on. And we slowly add into the repertoire. So, And the gems she gave us is going to make this show leaps and bounds better than anything else that's out there in, in terms of what our space is. Like our space, mm-hmm. what we're doing, the content that we're putting out, the genre of podcasts that we lumped ourselves in right nobody is going to be able to i ain't gonna lie no nobody's going to be able to fuck with us yo and it's not even what i think so beautiful is about what we're doing is in our own genre is really just us ain't nobody else and then the fact that she's two bulls from philly just shooting the shit we can do the general talk anytime we want it's like, like if you take if you take your favorite movie genre, whatever that is, and you go to the complete opposite, and you find out like, damn, I like this genre too. Like, right? Everybody got to eat. They go. Everybody can listen. Everybody shoot the shit, talk shit with their friends. Everybody got stories. It's just we're much bigger than 
the culinary arts field. And that's just a testament to our experiences. So No, yeah, absolutely. I a thousand percent agree. And for what we have cooking up, <laughs> especially pun intended. Oh yeah, especially for the spring summer season coming up. Listen, I am so excited for what we have in the works because mm-hmm. it's not so much the work. It's not the work. It's this the, ain't even work, bro. It's not because you know you know they say if you if you do if you love what you're doing you never work a day of your life. Yep. And this is something that we in this space have dreamed of doing because listen everybody that I've worked with my family included friends that know me they all say the same thing you was born to do this because you are a talkative motherfucker you know what's crazy I'm not a talkative motherfucker and friends and family be like why you need to open your mouth more you got some you got some you always say some profound shit you always got some shit to say like and you got a lot of information and knowledge like you need to talk more and i'll be like i don't like wasting words man so that's all that's always been my thing but well it's not so much wasting words but i think from a different perspective my this is different this is is completely different i'm talking about my regular life gotcha if i tell you if i if i can say two sentences and four words and you still don't get it i'm not talking after that you know who you remind me of there's some bullshit coming y'all well i gotta be all that because i just know it's not it's not yo it really isn't i'm listening okay you saw i think everybody has you saw state property too oh my god man right the world saw state property too i'm from philly dog all right you know who you are i don't even gotta say it I, i i don't you biggest the, the, the snake he, in the, the snake in the movie because but you're not a snake <laughs> i know you're biggest because he was a man of very few words <laughs> he was he like ha- <laughs> and he hated repeating himself for sure in that part yeah i agree because in the movie he was like meet me here they were like why well, gotta meet you here the fuck i say god yeah right <laughs> yeah right <laughs> that's me he was a quiet bull sitting there playing the games on his phone chilling chilling and he's like it was very clear what I said. Like, no, you bigger, yo. I'll take that. I'll take that. See, you sw- you swear I be coming for you every time, bro, and I really I, don't be coming for you. I apologize. This ain't one of them times. You've been pretty all right since we reported pod, bro. I've but been, we just did I've some Patreon always, stuff. I've always been all right, yo. We had we did we just did some Patreon stuff, and I had to shoot first. But you didn't even have to. I did though. Got guard myself. Remember, See, remember, you remember what episode Martin was that was called Guard Your Grill? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hitman Hearns over here. So Man, listen, you, you take it as snipes. I take it as I'm telling the truth. Okay. Whatever. So let me get my motivational mic drop. So I had a dream the other day. Mm-hmm. And it was real weird. I was in the car. I couldn't stop the car. You couldn't stop it? Just touch the brake, put it in park, put it in reverse. A wall magically appeared behind the car. I interpreted that dream as, oh, that trip y'all about to go on 
it ain't nothing you could do to stop it. There's nothing you can do. So my motivational mic drop is when that roller coaster starts going, just be okay with going with it. Because it may take you someplace you couldn't even imagine or fathom. Okay. It's okay to be afraid. It's okay to be apprehensive. But taking the first step is the biggest step. So, short and sweet. You know. That was a good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good job. You ain't even write that job down. Nah, man. Yo, because listen, it tripped me up. It tripped me up. I hate dream- I hate dreams about things that could happen in real life and a car not in a car not being able to stop one of my biggest fears like somebody cut your brake line yeah now well, i know how to get out of that situation but it's still like uh-oh this ain't supposed to happen but right some things are supposed to happen so listen it's been a great episode but this is the call to arms if you would like to be a part of the show Email us at T-H-E-F-O-O-D-J-A-W-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com, the Food Joint Podcast. We want everybody to be a part of the movement. It is moving, and it is moving fast. So everybody who's a part of it right now, I think we thank you. We appreciate you. We thank the questions that's been coming in. We thank the listeners that are active with us. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify, you can find us on iHeartRadio, Audible, Amazon Music. I found us on Podbean. I don't even know what that is, but we on there. We're I heard ev- of Podbean. We're everywhere. If you're tuning in, come kick it with your boys. We don't have no assistants. We don't got no managers. We don't got no lawyers. You email us, it's either one of us that's going to answer. No, absolutely. Email your questions. Hit us on Instagram. Hit us on TikTok. The Patreon is coming sooner than you think. A lot of people have been hitting me up. Like, you've been alluding to it. Like, what's up? Which means we got a lot of supporters that's ready to, that's want to be a part of the movement and support in any way they can. So, nah, man, y'all, we appreciate y'all. Y'all like fam. Like, y'all welcome to the cookout with us. Oh no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you took all the words out of my mouth. There was no need for me to really uh elaborate because everything you said was extremely self explanatory. But, you know, again, we can't stress this enough how much we want you guys to want to be a part of this. Yeah. Don't move without y'all. Um, you know, just the the emails or the DMs or, you know, even if it's listeners that know us personally that, you know, text us or call us and, you know, big us up and, you know, the what we appreciate the most are the people that hit us up with the constructive criticism because because everything isn't always gold. Everything isn't. And no, this a little this little are drawing a little like. I mean, yeah. It's gold plated right now. It is, but, you know, I think we can always fine tune certain things yeah. and make certain things better. And For sure. Know, shout out, real quick, shout out to Kelly who sought us out. Yeah. She sought us out. She was, she, she, does, she does some things as a producer and she worked in some places and she was like, it's the chemistry for one. And the fact that y'all on it and consistent and 
y'all got such a niche thing, but will go past niche and become culture. She's like, y'all got something. And we can't do that without everybody reaching out to us and then telling us, like, good job. We like this. Uh, stories was kind of flat this week. But it's like those things. Right? We, we definitely need them. And we appreciate them. Like, you know, you know why we appreciate it so much? Because mm-hmm. we never want to be in a space where we get comfortable. No, never. We, we, we want to always keep our foot on the gas. Mm-hmm. And we want to master one thing and then move into the next segment Mm -hmm. and then master that and so on and so forth and then bring all of it together. Right. Because there are so many little pockets and avenues that we haven't even tapped into yet. And then once we tap into it, then we give it to you and it's like, well, damn, like, this is what they was talking about. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But we're not going to drag this thing out any longer than, than we already have. Not for sure. Um, enjoy y'all week. Be safe. Tune in. Get with us. Yeah. And then just uh, get ready for the next one. And then the next one and the next one. Yeah, every Saturday. New time. It used to be 4 a.m. Now it's 9 a.m. We, you know, we want, listen, the first time, when y'all first wake up, turn y'all notifications on. Yeah. Turn your notifications on. So when you wake up Saturday morning, get that little Saturday morning quick clean up, you see it pop up. Who join podcast drops a new episode. Absolutely. So turn them notifications on. Follow us on follow us on Instagram. Follow us on TikTok. TikTok been going up, boy. It has. I've been checking it. It definitely it been has. Been going up, boy. It definitely has. First oh quick, shout out to my Uncle Cecil, man. He he hit us on TikTok, bro. I was like, damn. And he used to be, we got to get, well, if he come into town, we got to get him on. He used to be a chef in the, in the Navy. Okay. During Nam, if I'm not mistaken. Well, you know, he got stories for days. <laughs> Crazy boy, well. We might, that might be like a three-hour joint. Might yeah. be a three-hour joint. Crazy, crazy, crazy. All right. So, thank you. We appreciate y'all. Peace. L- love, peace, and chicken grease. Y'all know how I do. <laughs>